Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 340 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the week of December the 13th to December the 19th where we are looking at the family, a proclamation to the world. And today we're going to look at the background and context of this um, proclamation. Now, I'm going to share, if you look at the historical resources uh, in the digital search, uh, digital version of the Come Follow Me manual, it shares some wonderful quotes about this. Um, and so I'm going to share a few of them with you and just share some of the backdrop to it. I don't, I don't know kind of the statistical analysis of the family and um, you know how important it is to society. But if you listen to uh, uh, Follow Me, uh, the podcast with uh, John, by the way, and Hank Smith, they have a guest on there who shares some wonderful statistics about the family, basically about how the nuclear family, um, the family that you live with at home, a family that has a mother, a father and children, is statistically shown repeatedly uh, to be the best environment to raise children in, in terms of how well developed they are, in terms of um, fi- how financially better they are. Uh, many, many other factors and, and ways in which families thrive, it is through this type of family. And that's what the, the statistics show. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we should be we should recognise in today's world that, you know, families do come in all shapes and sizes. And sometimes it's uh, through no choice of the individuals and sometimes it is their choice. And either way, um, it is those individuals' decisions and that is the way they want to live their life and that's fine. But I'm just sharing those that statistic with you that, you know, statistically, uh, families are better um, prepared for the world uh, when they are in a situation where they have a mother, a father and, and children. Um, and it's important to point out as well that this proclamation is an ideal, absolutely, but it is not something which we should um, use as a club or use as a weapon against any uh, any families or any individuals that we think are not doing what we think uh, individuals should do. Um, Elder Bruce C. or Bruce C. Haven, who served as a member of the 70 from 1996 to 2010, said this, quote, What are your greatest concerns? A newspaper reporter asked President Gordon B. Hinckley in June 1995 as he turned 85. He replied, I am concerned about the family life of the church. We have wonderful people, but we have too many families, but too many families falling apart. I think this is my most serious concern. It is no coincidence that this solemn declaration was issued precisely when the Lord's prophet felt that of all the subjects on his mind, unstable family life in the church was his greatest concern. Later, he added that the greatest challenge facing both America and the rest of the world is the problem of the family brought on by misguided parents and resulting in misguided children, close quote. I mean, clearly this was prophetic um, for many reasons and factors. I mean, we could list the number of ways that the family is falling apart, whether it is through failing family relationships, um, which lead to a breakdown of families, or whether it is the ideal of the family uh, changing and shifting and adjusting over time. Um you know, there are a number of factors for why this will have been on the, the, the prophet of the Lord's mind. But uh, I'm going to share this quote now from President Henry B. Eyring, 
from 1998, which says, quote, Since the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the prophet Joseph Smith, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has issued a proclamation only four times. It had been more than, it had been more than 15 years uh, since the previous one, which described the progress the Church had made in 150 years of its history. Thus, we can understand the importance our Heavenly Father places on, upon the family, the subject of the fifth and most recent proclamation given on September 23rd, 1995, close quote. I like uh, this this point by President Eyring. In fact, once we finish our study of types of doctrine, I think which will take a co- just a couple more weeks, I'm going to share an Enzyme article uh, from this month which talks about the six proclamations that the Church has given since its establishment in 1830. Um, it's really fascinating, actually, and I, I didn't realise, first of all, that there had been more proclamations other than the proclamation to the family and... Um, the restoration proclamation about and on the bicentennial of um year of the first vision um but yeah there were four others uh, and, it, and it'd be interesting to look at those and look at the topics of those but the family of course is one of those topics given in one of the proclamations and clearly it is important uh, to the lord that that this is given um so i thought that was interesting to point out um President Alan H. Oakes also uh, shared about the family proclamation in 2017 in a talk called The Plan and the Proclamation. Um, he says uh, a number of important things about this. What's interesting in particular to me is what, what he shared about the process of receiving this. Of course, when you look at the names of, of the brethren who um, kind of proclaimed this uh, family proclamation to the world, um, five of the 15 brethren who were part of that group are now still alive. The majority of them have passed on. President Alan H. Harris was one of those individuals and he shared, quote, the inspiration identifying the need for a proclamation on the family came to the leadership of the church over 23 years ago. It was a surprise to some who thought the doctrinal truths about marriage and the family were well understood without restatement. Nevertheless, we felt the confirmation and we went to work. Subjects were identified and discussed by members of the Quorum of the Twelve for nearly a year. Language was proposed, reviewed and revised. Prayerfully, we continued pleading with the Lord uh, for his inspiration on how we should, or what we should say and how we should say it. We learned, line upon line, precept upon precept, as the Lord has promised. During this revelatory process, a proposed text was presented to the First, to the first Presidency who oversee and promulgate church teachings and doctrine. After the presidency made further changes, the proclamation on the, on the family was announced by the president of the church, Gordon B. Hinckley. In the Women's Church of September 23rd, 1995, he had introduced the proclamation with these words. I, uh, with so much of sophistry that is passed off as truth, with so much of deception concerning standards and values, with so much of allurement and enticement to take on the slow stain of the world, we have felt to warn and forewarn. Close quote. So reminding us there about the importance and the power of the proclamation. And then finally, uh, to close this uh, session, um, President um, Russell M. Nelson uh, shared this uh, in a church education, uh, a CAS fireside in 2005, um, which again just shows us the importance he places on this. 
if I would if I were to share everything or, or discuss every point he makes in this talk, it would take yet another episode, maybe two. So I'm just going to share just a statement he gives about the proclamation and about the importance of it in our world today. He said, quote, uh, and this, uh, a decade ago, the first presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, foreseeing this spiritual slide, prepared a proclamation to the world on the family. It is even more relevant today. Now, now, dear friends, oh, sorry, if you will heed that proclamation, brothers and sisters, you'll be blessed. God lives and loves us. With his help, we can foster our faith and families. We can qualify for this promise from the Lord. If a man marry a wife by my word and by the new and everlasting covenant, and it is sealed unto them by the Holy Spirit of promise, they shall inherit thrones, kingdoms, principalities, powers, and dominions. Close quote. This, this uh, proclamation was was needed for our time. It was revelatory. It was prophetic in some of the things it addresses. Um, and so now we have this wonderful opportunity this week uh, to study this proclamation in depth um, <clears throat> and to consider how it applies to us, what it teaches us, perhaps what we what it doesn't teach us that we thought that it teaches us or taught us um, and what um, it can do for us in our day-to-day -day lives, even for those who perhaps do not have a family at this time to call their own. I think the first thing that we learn in this proclamation will be a great blessing to all of us. Um, but even for those that perhaps do not have their own family at this time, you were born into a family of some de of some description, uh, and so it will apply to you in some sense. And of course, there is that blessing that if we are faithful to our covenants, then family life will be a continuation uh, beyond the veil of what heaven will look like so can't wait to share and study this with you thank you for joining with us today please follow the podcast uh, on facebook group church of jesus christ study session with come follow me would love to hear your thoughts uh, thank you for listening and until we meet again